if you've ever been on the search for a financial advisor and you go to your computer and you get on Google and you search, how do I find a financial advisor appropriate for me? You've probably seen some articles come up and you've probably seen this specific word come up, which is fiduciary. A lot of articles say that you need to be working with a fiduciary. Well, what does that really mean? So today we're going to talk about what a fiduciary is, what you can expect from working with the fiduciary, and then also the flip side of the coin. What else is there out there? And more specifically, it is suitability, an advisor that's held to a suitability standard. So today we're going to talk about fiduciary and compare it to suitability so that it can help you in your journey if you are looking for someone to help you with your finances. Yeah, I think this is going to be very helpful. It's one of the top questions that Merce and I get is, are you a fiduciary? And uh, sometimes people don't even know why they're asking it. They've just been told to ask it and we have to explain what a fiduciary is. So we hope this is beneficial to you today. Uh, by the way, if you've not had a chance or uh, let me just tell you that it's being updated uh, from time to time every week, actually, it gets updated, which is our website, the blog page in particular, which is www.p omwealth.net forward slash blog. And there's a new article that's going up every single week. It gives a lot of the descriptions of a lot of the topics we're talking about here. A lot of the numbers are described. So please go visit the website. Also, if you look to the right-hand side, you'll see a little uh, thing you can opt in for and get for free, which is called three keys to secure your retirement. And uh, we have gotten a lot of positive feedback on that as well. Also, if you've not had a chance, please give us a five-star rating if you feel this is a five-star show, as well as a comment, a written review. We certainly do appreciate it. Before we get started, though, we have to give a quick disclosure, and then we'll get into the show. All right. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for, for advice appropriate to your specific situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to our Wednesday Retirement in Action podcast. Uh, this is one of those podcasts where we try to take a question that people ask and that Merce and I run across and we say, hey, how do we uh, help everybody get the gra or grasp what these terms mean? This is one of those technical terms. And today's term is a fiduciary. Uh, there are tons and tons of articles out there talking about fiduciaries, why you need to be with a fiduciary. Then there's these articles that you might have seen here recently talking about where the financial services industry was being uh, told that all advisors had to go under the fiduciary rule. And there were a lot of people in this industry that said, no, we don't want to be under the fiduciary rule. So why would that be the case? 
Uh, well, that didn't happen, by the way. That got pulled back. So there are now two separate categories. But so what we're going to do today is we're going to take you through what it means to be a fiduciary and then what somebody is working under, what, what criteria if they're not a fiduciary, and then what would you want to weigh uh, pros, cons, those kind of things against those two different categories. So first of all, Merce, can you get us started here and kind of let us know what technically does it mean to be a fiduciary? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's good to have a, an understanding of what it means just because that term is thrown around so much. And the question is always, well, should I be working with the fiduciary? So I pulled the technical definition and, and here it is. A fiduciary is a person or company that has a legal and ethical relationship of trust with another person. And so in the financial industry, a, fin a fiduciary is someone who always acts in the client's best interest. So that's a really, really important last sentence there, the client's best interest. And so you may think, well, you know, why, while it may seem you would think as anyone as a financial advisor should have this as a basic requirement that they got to be looking out for the client that they're working with. And unfortunately, that's not the case all the time to a degree. And that's why this whole fiduciary conversation has been such a big deal um, because there's, there's a, a lot of different things that can make someone a fiduciary and, and have them go down that route. And then there's things that limit that a little bit too. So, um, I think it's really important to understand, you know, how financial organizations are set up to be fiduciaries or not. And, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today as well. So I guess, uh, Merce, what might be good before we go into like the whole breakdown of fiduciary. If a person's not a fiduciary, then they're working under a different criteria. Could you explain that criteria that they would be working under and what that means to find that for us? Yeah. So the other one is suitability. So working under a suitability criteria. So when you hear that word, you're kind of thinking suitable. So it may be good enough. It, it, it seems to fit the bill, but it may not be in your best interest, but it's good enough from somebody's perspective. So the technical definition is it's, it's not as strict as being a fiduciary. So advisors simply have to give advice that is suitable for a client based on their financial needs, objectives, and specific circumstances. They are not required to give the best advice as long as their advice is not clearly bad. They can recommend investments that pay in, in, in some situations, higher commissions, as long as they align with the client's overall goals, even if there are mutter, there, there, there's better investments available. So once again, it kind of, it, it comes back to, well, what, what does the advisor have available? And, uh, and it makes you kind of wonder sometimes when it comes to a suitability perspective, yeah, it seems like this could be good for me, but you know, are there better options out there for me? Yeah. So now let's just think this through a little bit. Why would there be certain parts of the industry that this does not want to be under this fiduciary standard? Merce said it earlier, you would think, wait a minute, why aren't all financial advisors held to be fiduciaries? Well, remember what Merce told us was that a fiduciary is required to always put the interests of the client ahead of their own. So that sounds simple, but now let's go over to, to someone who may be selling a product, um, a stock or a mutual fund or anything that's commissionable, then they have to work under suitability. So let's just pretend that I'm having to defend my status of why my recommendation that I was making, why that's solid. 
if I'm under the fiduciary standard, my defense has to show I weighed all of the options. I looked at everything out there. I considered all aspects of the client. And after weighing all of that information, I made this recommendation. If I work under suitability, then I can say, I even could say, I got to know my client and I pick this product because I felt it was suitable. Now, what if somebody argued that, wait a minute, here's this one product that you offered and, and uh, the rate of return on it, let's say it was a fixed product kind of thing where it paid a certain rate. The rate on that product was lower than another product. Why did you offer that? And they say, well, that's all I had to offer. That could be an answer or that one paid more commission. And that would still be suitable because we could say, no, it was suitable because it was, it was a good product. It paid the client a good amount. They agreed with it. It fit within their scope, but I was not required to go offer them the product that paid a little bit more. Oh, by the way, it paid a less commission for me. So I, I'm okay. So the, a lot of the industry that if they're commission-based said, I don't want to have to argue that I went out and looked at all of the different products in this category and that I went and said I could give up these higher commissions, for example, or that I have to be held to that standard because the documentation is much bigger. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Now, those are the two differences, but then there's also the legal standard. So here's what some advisors could say and legitimately say. I am not, I'm not held to by law, the fiduciary standard, but I treat all of my clients as a fiduciary would. Now, who would say that? Well, that's typically going to again be a commission-based advisor or somebody who um, is not licensed to be a fiduciary. So they could say, look, I treat my clients that way. And then you could get to know that person and say, I believe them. And that could work. On the other side, there are a couple of cases where you're held by either a certification or licensing. Could you go through those, Merce? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> like Raiden was saying, you, you, can, you can be held to fiduciary standards by licensing. So Raiden and I are both certified financial planners. Um, and, you know, we go through quite a bit to get those letters behind our name. We have to go through a certain amount of education. And then you have to pass a pretty rigorous test. And then you have to have qualifying work experience before you can actually use those letters. But what comes with those CFP marks behind your name is also you are held as a CFP to the fiduciary standard. So now we're legally binded with the CFP board saying, hey, we are also going to be a fiduciary. And if we catch you not doing that, well, then we could lose our mark. So, so pretty high standard there. Also, there's these things out there called investment advisors. They're also held to a fiduciary standard. And it's typically uh, on, the, on the side where 
you've got broker dealers or your stock brokers uh, or insurance agents, that's where they're, they're really held to that suitability standard. And think about it for a second. You know, if you're working with an insurance agent from State Farm, Allstate, um, any of them nationwide, whatever it is, well, a nationwide insurance agent can't really go and sell you a State Farm product or they can't go and sell you uh, a different insurance company's product. They're limited to what nationwide has to offer, which is why the argument is, well, I can't be a fiduciary because I only have a certain set of things that I can offer my clients. And so that's where the suitability play comes in. Uh, same thing with, say, it's a broker, a stockbroker at a, a big uh, Morgan Stanley, Merrill Lynch. And, you know, they, they have their they have their incentives in a way uh, to push Morgan Stanley, Merrill Lynch's types of products. And so that's kind of where that suitability conversation comes in. Once again, uh, a great analogy that when we were re researching really how to talk about this and make it in a very understandable way, I saw this analogy of, uh, let, let's say you just go to a car dealership and you're a family of four. So husband, wife, two, two young kids. So you need a little bit bigger vehicle and you're looking for something. So you go to the car dealer and you've got one car dealer who's, who kind of takes you through your different options. You've got a larger size car, you've got a van, and then you've got an SUV and they could all kind of work. But when it really, after the, after the salesman has the conversation with you as to what really works for you, you end up deciding that you need a van. And so he sells you that van. That's the fiduciary car salesman. But then you go over and you go to another car lot and you talk to another car, car salesman and he has all those, well, he doesn't really have all those options. Uh, and so he really only has the option of a, let's say a Hummer or a Porsche SUV. And that's really all he can offer you. So now his, his language is to try to convince you that this is really a practical, practical vehicle for your family and kid and your kids. So uh, that's kind of working in the suitability world. So that's just an easy analogy that that I saw that kind of rang really well with me. And hopefully it rings well with everyone else as far as a comparison to fiduciary and suitability. Yeah. And I want to just uh, speak on one of the things that Mer said, just to kind of uh, go back to it. You know, the, the CFP is a certification. So uh, um, somebody could be one of those things we talked about where they sell on a commission basis and be a CFP. And then that puts them in the category, even there of being, uh, of acting under as a fiduciary. On the other side though, you would, if you're a certified financial planner, you still have to qualify to be an investment advisor as well. And, and the investment advisor is required to be a fiduciary legally bound, what they call a series 65. That's the licensing title even without the CFP. So if you take a Merce and myself who are both investment advisors through that series 65 and the CFP, it's duly uh, requiring us in both categories to, to act as a fiduciary for our clients. We chose to be under that arena because we, that's just, it fits what we do in our practice. We never wanted to not be uh, fiduciaries and we feel that that's the best for the client. So be careful. We, we, we say the words, be careful. When you're talking to an advisor, remember what I told you, they could say, I don't, I'm not a fiduciary, but I treat all of my 
clients as a fiduciary. That's what a lot of, uh, of advisors who are not fiduciaries are saying. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that that's inappropriate. It's not, it's completely appropriate to say. But what I am saying is that you want to be careful about not, you know, understanding what those words mean. They're not required to, they're just saying, yes, I'll do it. And if you know that person and you say, Hey, I trust them. I know that that's what they're going to do. Then that is fine. And, and, Good. Just you want to understand what you're walking into or not. So we hope that this gives you a little bit of an idea. So when you're asking people, we believe you should always ask, are you a fiduciary? And then understand what their answer means. So we hope this has helped you to understand the difference. Now, you know, fiduciary versus suitability, two major differences there between those two topics. But anyway, that's our topic for today. And we hope that that was helpful. We'll talk to you next week. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.